Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You're watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'm here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are the president of El Salvador is to meet with 44 countries to discuss Bitcoin and its adoption. Shanghai court declares Bitcoin protected property despite the nationwide training ban and a UK, UK court recognizes NFTs as private property. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcasts, please give me a rating. Five stars is preferable and follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right. I think we've covered the crash of crypto pretty extensively. So you can go back and watch my last few episodes. And while we let the dust settle on price and what coins are going to survive, let's get back to risk and adoption. I have some great pieces of news on adoption. Adoption, as I discuss it here, means how many people are buying into crypto? Is that number going up? Is it going down? How much money is being invested in crypto? And who's investing into it? Wealthy people, hedge funds, VC funds, wealth funds, banks, regular people, publicly traded businesses, etc. And adoption means laws being passed to help it grow or court cases may have may or have set precedent for the industry, which gives us foresight. Finally, adoption means that products and services are new to the space. What, what are they? How are they being used? How are they being consumed, etc.? Okay, let's jump right in. I'm just going to share my screen. If you're listening on podcasts, you can use the links below or just follow along. Coindesk reports. Let's see. Right here. Naib Bukele announces 44 countries to meet in El Salvador to discuss Bitcoin. Hold on one second. I'm just going to do something. All right. I got a video clip I'm going to play for you. So let's watch this clip real quick. This story is actually very, very exciting to me. So we had the president of El Salvador tweet this, and this was tweeted May 15th, 7.41 p.m. Tomorrow, 32 central banks and 12 financial authorities, 44 countries will meet in El Salvador to discuss financial inclusion, digital economy, banking the unbanked. This is key here, banking the unbanked, the Bitcoin rollout and its benefits in our country. And then he goes on to list all of these different banks. So I understand well, first off, there's a lot of different things to dissect here. Yes, we're talking about utilizing a true decentralized entity, Bitcoin, and merging it over with traditional finance. But when we look at El Salvador and what they've done, I think it's actually incredible. We have this country that's kind of been portrayed in a negative light in some instances. And we have a president that understands that is seeing what's going on. He's younger, he's with it, he sees what's happening in the world. And I really do believe he's doing the best he can to help his people and to also put Latin America on set. Like it's very, very important. And I feel the fact that we're seeing all these other countries that, are, that want to talk to him, want to hear what he has to say and then make their own conclusion. I think that that's fantastic. And I think that this is how adoption happens. All right. So what do you think about that? So the first nation in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender and to require people to accept Bitcoin and businesses with a few exceptions. Uh, 
So really the only country to do it, the first country to do it, and now he's hosting 44 countries to to come in here and talk about like how he did it, how it's going, how they can do it as well. And I think that this is huge. This is massive. This is like uh, hosting a big conference and saying, hey, we did this. You could do this, too. So let's see what comes of this. Now, of course, the group of banks and countries that are attending are not G20 countries. I have the list right here. National Bank of Rwanda, Nepal Bank. Uh, this one looks like a Kenyan bank. Bank of or sorry, the Kenyan Regulatory Authority, the Bank of Pakistan. Costa Rican government, Ecuadorian government, the Central Bank of El Salvador, which is interesting, Central Bank of Egypt, Central Bank of Jordan, Nigeria, the government of Senegal, looks like superintendent of banks of the Repu Dominican Republic, Central Bank of Mauritania, Bank Central Bank of Congo, Central Bank of Armenia, Bangladesh Bank. So these are a lot of like smaller countries like uh, South America africa and then you got armenia bangladesh mo maybe mozambique maybe morocco sierra leone zambia liberia sudan mongolia malawi i mean this is so fascinating these all these co smaller countries uh i'm very curious to see how this goes i'm all of a sudden you got some of these countries using bitcoin that could be a pretty big deal what do you think about that? I, I think that this is a big, really big deal. Like, please leave your thoughts, comment below. Do you, I mean, even if he gets like out of 44, if he gets 10% conversion rate, gets four countries, that's four countries that are using Bitcoin and Bitcoin can flourish in. So let me know what you think. Leave a comment below and I am moving on. Author Kevin Helms reports for Bitcoin.com. Shanghai court declares Bitcoin virtual asset with economic value protected by Chinese law. And I want to read you the first three paragraphs here. It says, it says Shanghai, people, Shanghai People's Court has declared Bitcoin to be a virtual asset protected by Chinese law. The court notes that the cryptocurrency has economic value. Bitcoin is property protected by law in China. The Shanghai People's Court has declared that Bitcoin qualifies as a virtual asset protected by Chinese law despite the ban on cryptocurrency trading in China. The court's official WeChat channel posted a notice last week stating, in the actual trial practice, the People's Court has formed a unified opinion on the legal position of Bitcoin and identified it as virtual property. The court further explained that Bitcoin has a certain economic value and conforms to the property's attributes. The legal rules of property rights are applied for protection. The statement marks the first time that a higher court in China has issued a ruling concerning a Bitcoin case. What? What? What does this mean? What is going on over in China? I guess like the prop, the property laws clearly say that you can own property and it could be digital if it meets whatever their points of that. You know, I'm sure it has to have parameters to meet property law. So, I mean, this is huge. This is interesting because of the nationwide ban. I wonder if this goes anywhere or carries any specific implications. The ban is on trading, but not on ownership. Does this mean that China will, the Chinese will secretly buy crypto or that eventually the ban will be lifted? 
I don't know. What are your thoughts? Please leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. I think this is massive in terms of adoption. Now you got more and more countries protecting the ownership of crypto. All right. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment below and moving on. Author David Attlee reports for Cointelegraph, UK, UK court recognizes NFTs as private property. What now? Not all the experts are rushing to call the development groundbreaking, but it will certainly help the industry combat fraud. Just want to read this first paragraph here. At the beginning of May, the British Web3 community celebrated an important legal precedent. The High Court of Justice in London, the closest analog to the United States Supreme Court, has ruled that non-fungible tokens represent private property. There is a caveat, though. In the court's ruling, this private property status does not extend to the actual online content that the NFT represents. Cointelegraph reached out to legal experts to understand what this decision could possibly change in the British legal landscape. Now, for a refresher, what is an NFT? An NFT is a certificate of authenticity and a receipt of ownership. It show prove you it it is there is an underlying asset. It points to that underlying asset and says Robert bought this asset such and such date. It give, grants him right X and Y Z rights to use this asset in the this way. So you get some sort of rights outlined in the the nft purchase however from what i understand if you are not granted intellectual property rights then and there are no rights convened conveyed in the purchase of your nft then you have no copyright protection you can't use that picture in a way to make money for example so anyway uh what do you think about that and let's just see here. So an NFT means non-fungible token, non-fungible meaning that not one is not the same as the other. Uh, fungible means like $1 is the same as another dollar. It'll buy you the same thing. But like a painting, a Picasso is non-fungible because it's a specific painting. It's only it's painted on a specific day of a specific thing. And even if Picasso was to make another one, there would be some sort of uniqueness to it, which means they are non-fungible. So when you buy something or you or you get an nft in exchange for whatever money or agreement then the nft will will have will point to will say hey robert owns this picture and he's allowed to use it for whatever means whatever whatever purposes he sees fit a good example would be if you bought a house and you got the title to your house, so the title transfers to you. Well, you could get an NFT to say that the in it, the the title can be scanned into a database and to say Robert owns that title, and so that's that NFT is my receipt and proof of authenticity and proof of purchase that I actually purchased it and I own the, the title, but those are two separate things. The NFT is the certificate of authenticity and the receipt and the title is a separate, is a separate piece of property. So 
that's important to understand. There's two different things here. The court did issue an injunction to freeze the assets of the account in the lawsuit in question. So basically someone's someone's NFTs were stolen from their MetaMask wallet. They later popped up on OpenSea. So the court issued an injunction to freeze those assets and OpenSea froze those assets. This means that the UK law protects your property rights to the NFT. And the contract law protects the purchase of the NFT as well as the rights granted to you by purchasing it. So let's say I purchased an NFT that says that I own a bored ape, a picture of an ape and uh, whatever. And I'm allowed to use this ape to print on, I can make it my logo for my show and uh, I could get, I could sell hats and stuff with it on it. Now, if you cannot sell, if you don't have the NFT, if you don't own the NFT, then you don't have the rights to that underlying property. So I don't have the right, if I don't own the NFT, if someone stole my NFT, then I no longer have the rights to use that picture for my purposes, whatever I want. Whoever owns an NFT does. Now, if it was stolen, then that means that the British court saying, hey, OpenSea, we see this asset. It's a frozen asset. Or sorry, it's a it's a stolen asset. You need to freeze it. So now the whoever owns that NFT now can't move the NFT, can't sell it or trade it or move it around. So it's frozen. Well, that means that that person who owns that NFT would have the rights granted to it in that contract that says that they're allowed to use it for their purposes. Uh, but me, the person who had my NFT stolen, I would just prevent you from selling it. So there is a separation here. It doesn't mean that I get the rights back to the image. Now, okay, so contract law should but contract law should still protect you. And if it was considered stolen and if you could recover that NFT, then, then you would still have those rights. Now you still might have those rights anyway, if that NFT gets frozen on open sea. And even if there's no transfer, it's held, it could be, I don't know, held by open sea somehow. I don't know. I, so what I understand is that there are still rights that are protected and the rights are granted to you by purchasing it. At least that's how I read it. Not everyone is convinced this case is a big deal, though. So let me read this piece to you. Um, all right. The underlying property or asset that the NFT represents may be that artwork or any other copyrightable material are still governed in the UK by the same copyright laws as in the united states tom graham uk-based ceo and co-founder of web3 company metaphysic.ai explaining coin telegraph the decision doesn't help clarify the distinction but for graham the ruling set an interesting precedent as the court had issued an injunctive order to open c this is significant in terms of courts stepping in and providing injunctive relief where nfts have been stolen it is not it is now unambiguous that nfts are governed by the same property laws in the uk that govern all other property it sets a great precedent of people investing in nfts that the court system at least in the uk will protect their property rights so the uk court should be able to help assist in the recovery of these nfts which should grant you your ownership rights back now and then i want to read this one this very last paragraph here i think it's really important um 
So this is kind of debating whether or not you need more rights granted to you to protect yourself since there's a separation between the NFT and the underlying asset. It says um, this person that they're talking about doesn't see existing legal protections for the underlying assets as problematic. These are governed by the contract's content at the time of purchase. Like I was saying, when you purchase it, if it doesn't grant you intellectual property rights, then you cannot repurpose that image that you're purchasing, a piece of artwork for for whatever purposes you want. Like I couldn't make it the logo of my show unless it said transfer of, of this ownership. It's almost like a title to the asset. So the title or the NFT could say, Robert has the rights to use this, whatever this image for whatever means that he wants. Um, so it says that Contractual law and intellectual property law would come into play de depending on the nature of the asset. So if it's not an image or maybe it's not a title, maybe there's something else. In this person's opinion, there are more urgent legal issues that regulators could pay attention to, such as creators' rights. Okay, so that that is my the news today. What do you think about all of this? Uh, I think that this is very fascinating stuff in the legal frameworks in certain countries. The China thing is very interesting. I'm going to keep an eye out on that, see if we get any further, deeper analysis, understanding of what that could possibly mean. The UK situation, uh, I think that's really awesome. Maybe we can uh, see similar stuff happening in the US and using that as precedent. But I think the biggest news <coughs> is the 44 countries meeting in El Salvador to discuss Bitcoin. What do you think about this? I think that this is still pointing in the direction of adoption. And so, yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. Does this make you feel a little bit better about what's been happening in the markets? Or does this not make you feel any better at all? Are you buying, selling, holding? Please let me know. Leave a comment below. Please like, subscribe. Please give us a rating. Five stars is preferable. Give us some feedback. Love to hear from you. Have a good day. Hoddle on.